because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Uh, Marilyn, how do you feel about the new cars? New cars? Well, I think that... And how come you didn't ask us to parents' Mm -hmm. night at school? (laughs) Parents' night? Where did you hear about that? Well, well, dear, I was dusting your room, and I just happened to come across the invitation. It's uh, next Saturday night, isn't it? Hey, yes, Marilyn. Now, don't try to hide anything. You know, in this family, nothing ever stays buried. <laughs> the reason I didn't mention it was because, well, because of you, Uncle Herman. Me? Why wouldn't you want me, of all people, to go to parents' night? Oh, I just didn't think you'd care for it. It's going to be sort of a dinner dance. Oh, dancing. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? Dancing has never been one of my strong points. I guess you could say I have two left feet. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, first-ever new episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions, billions, trillions, infinite number of streaming offerings from Hulu to Netflix, we say... No thanks. We'd rather watch a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me this week, as he always does, uh, at the Frankenstein head table, uh, he's walked on ice and never fell. He is Shun DMC. <laughs> Keith. Uh, yes, hello, hello. This is Shun DMC, a.k.a. KG, and I, too, am a monster hunter. <laughs> And joining us in the radio booth here at WKMUN, yes, 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 it is the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Terry, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, everybody? The weather out here is pretty nice today. It's um, partly cloudy with a chance of monsters. Yes, we we are actually like the morning zoo all of a sudden. It's, uh, you can't have the, the monsters. man uh, and Dre. What? You can't have the monsters without a chance of cloudy, without yes. cloudy automatically. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes, that is very true. Very so true. we so we have um, the, the Dr. Dre of Kansas. We have Shun DMC and and Derek, you're the Wolfman. Is that was uh, no? I said Derek, was, the Wolfman, and Dre. Yeah, there we go. You're the, the Wolfman. Wolf I'm the Wolfman. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It was just a. It was a little bit. It was a. <laughs> it was a throwaway line. Anyway. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing this week? I'm doing great. Just chilling, you know, hanging out. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Nothing exciting except for looking forward to another delightful Monsters episode. Delightful Monsters episode. I, I agree. What about you, Keith? You ready for some delightful uh, I'm, Monsters? I'm, I'm, I'm here. You're- oh. <laughs> so now, now instead of talking like this, Keith is going to talk like this. I'll just sit here quietly uh, or mic on the table and just. Oh, uh, Keith. This is ASMR. Because uh, 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 just let me know when you're ready and I will. <laughs> yeah. It's just the midnight like station. Like, you, you, mm, if you went, don't change that dial, everyone. Went from morning zoo to NPR. <laughs> um, Late night with Shun 
We're still taking them calls. Let me know. How's it yeah. going tonight, everyone? Yeah, call in. Make a request. <laughs> I'm doing uh, good, Derek. How are uh, you? I was waiting to see when you were going like, to give me the signal that you were done with your shenanigans. When you want a, the official signal for when you're uh, an edit point for you to take that out? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Hey, Derek, I'm doing this good. This is where it will start. Um, yep, those two clowns behind me are Keith and Terry. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong. <hello. laughs> and we move on. Uh, I, let's see. I supposedly asked you how you're doing. Um, it, it's been a minute since we've recorded another episode. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're just shaking off the rust or something. Terry um, mm-hmm. took the, uh, the skooma down to Florida to get some maintenance done on it. And, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. He got a fan put on the back, so it's also yep. a skooma and a fan boat. Yep. Oh, that's great. <laughs> a little upgrade, you know? It gets hot in the skooma when we're diving to the depths of hell. You got to get a fan going. Yeah. Today is episode 22 in the never-ending list of season one episodes. Normally, this would be, hey, this is a full season right here. Maybe two seasons. Nope. We're on episode 22, Dance With Me. Herman is the name. Of it. I, I wanted to say Mr. Pepper for some reason because when I was, when I glanced at it, that's what it kind of looked like. But it's not. It's dance with me, Herman. But before we do that, we need to, to grab the candle, traverse down the hallway. I'm not going to run because that's a weird image. We're going to traverse down a hallway. Uh, watch out for the low hanging fruit, the Twizzlers, the ghosts, the rats, the rat shit, and all the other stuff that's in there. Uh, cobwebs over the gate into the giant. What did we call it last time? Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh. Church. Cathedral. Cathedral, yeah. It was something. Anyway, we're in there. <laughs> no Indiana Jones stuff. No, no time for love, no. Dr. Jones. We need this book, this giant tome, dusty. Load off, open up. It creaks now. Uh, drop down to one knee, hold it up. Altar boy to priest style for Keith for the weekly Monster Hunter tidbit. Tid. Factoid, fact shit. I don't even know. It's been so long of the week. All right. All right. Uh, hold on. Looking around. Nope. No giant boulders rolling. So we're okay. Oh, good call. Nothing going on here. Uh, let me open up the book. We're going to go to. I already uh, opened the book. Hold all right. Well, let, well, okay. Let, let me flip through a couple yeah. pages here. Let's get to um, no Preach. strain. Appreciate my space work and my descriptive storytelling. <laughs> uh, no strain. Uh, Two seventeen. Ooh, I like this. This is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was skimming around on eBay today. Okay. Uh, and I decided to look up monsters collectibles and okay. um, and checked out some of the uh, more pricier items uh, that are either still available or have recently sold over there on the old eBay. Um, currently the, the top thing that's sold in like the last few months uh-huh. is, uh, a set of three monsters slot machines from a private collection. Ooh. Uh, how much do you think those sold for? It's 65,000. Uh, I'm going to go $3,000. That's that it? Was close. Yeah. You can let Terry guess. I was so yeah, close. Was to like, to, well, yeah. that's a gimme put. <laughs> uh, there's, there's. Something out there is a, a set of porcelain uh, figures uh, by a company <laughs> called Tweeterhead. 
Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. Um, and I didn't see I didn't see a Maryland one sold, but um, the Lily one was on the list as uh, it lists as three thousand, but they did accept the best offer, so maybe not exactly three thousand. Did you make an offer, Keith? Uh, I did. Maybe I did not. Bucks. No. This is these are the recently sold things. Oh, okay. Um, uh, there's shoot. a Munster's Nevermore, which is the clock with Spot's oh. tail wrapped around it. Yeah. Um, that was eighteen hundred, but they accepted a best offer. Best offer could have been five dollars. I don't know. Um, I doubt it though. Uh, the Grandpa Tweeter head fourteen thousand. The Herman Tweeter head was one thousand. That's no best offer. That's how much those went for. Wow. Fourteen thousand? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. Fourteen hundred is what oh, I said there, Jesus. and then one thousand. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, so uh, you guys ever hear of Magic Slate? It's, I don't think so. No, it sounds it's, like something from an infomercial. And it's kind of like Etch a Sketch, you know. But uh, Der- Derek, you and I would remember, you know, like if you got the one that looks like a piece of cardboard, like if you drew yep, it, then you just lift the plastic. Yeah. So in 1965, Munster's Magic Slate uh, recently sold, part of the Kevin Burns collection. Uh, any, any guesses on on what that would? Four hundred dollars. Um, I'm gonna guess eight hundred. One thousand four hundred seventy-five dollars. Oh. Wow. For a piece uh, of cardboard? Was it used? Uh, it looked like it was used, but I mean, it's part of like, somebody's collection, I guess. Uh, Munster's Flicker Rings vending machine display card. A display card for the Munsters. Yeah. For the, vending for, yeah, I guess uh, some kind of little, little rings you could get. Hmm. $325. Uh, I'm going to go $800. $874 for a sheet of paper. Couple other things that are on here: uh, 1964 Leaf trading cards, uh, a set of 72 with a wrapper, uh, went for about $800 each. Dang! Wow. Um, a full box of wax packs of that same set went for $695. A partial set of those, 47 of the 72 cards, uh, sold for $570. Um, there's some 1964 Remco bobbleheads uh, that I saw. There was a Lily and Grandpa together. Looked like they were out of the box. $750. Lily wow. Grandpa Herman's still in the box, nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, a lunchbox from nineteen sixty-five for five hundred sixty-two dollars. Dear God, a, a nineteen sixty-four Cincinnati Inquirer Sunday uh, photo section with Herman on it, four hundred thirty-two dollars. Wow. Now, okay. Now items still available out Ooh, there. This is the good stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a sealed set of uh, nineteen sixty-four Leaf wax packs. So the uh, the the set of cards, a sealed pack of the, never been opened, never been opened, like a, a full box of them. Don't okay. trust it. <laughs> Don't trust it. It's because because those uh, wax packs, you can get like well, a hair dryer and open. Well, them no, the whole them. the whole box is sealed. With what? There's like a plastic wrapper on it. Like I don't the, the trust it either. The, well, it's how it, it probably it's how it originally came. Uh, that is going for almost uh, seventy five hundred dollars. Wow! What okay. it, is it? Are there bids for it at that much, or is that how much they're asking? No, it's uh, it's how much they're asking for. Oh, they're starting uh, at that really. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, the full tweeter head porcelain set so that includes um, Herman, Lily, Grandpa, Eddie, Marilyn, mm-hmm. and the Nevermore one. Uh, Four thousand nine hundred ninety five is the asking price. That's pretty big, but okay. Uh, a 2001 Munsters Barbie. 
thing. It's Herman and Lily, but I guess it's they're made in like Barbie style. It's one thousand three hundred ninety eight dollars the starting uh, asking price. Two thousand one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nineteen sixty four Monsters card game that we've talked about here previously. Yep. Ooh, uh, okay. Currently asking one thousand one hundred fifty dollars. <sighs> and then there's a whole bunch of various props that are on there from like the show. Oh, mm-hmm. sweet. Um, through it's like Hollywood A one auctions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things, but I did notice they have a pair of buttons that I matching buttons. One thousand one hundred five dollars is the opening asking price. Buttons for what? Like Herman's like jacket? I, I think so. Yeah, like I think maybe Herman's jacket or something. Like it, one's looks like it's red, the other one's black. It does not. It does not explain what they're for, though. One for the recolored version and one mm-hmm. for the, the normal yeah. version. Just <laughs> shirt buttons. Yes, sir. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, I mean, anybody could put a button on eBay and say it's yes. from Herman Munster, right? <laughs> yeah, but this, uh, the A1 auctions people, they're like, they're a legit, like, prop uh, auction group. All right. So they're, they're so they're not just making up stuff. I, don't, I, I would imagine they're not making up stuff there because they have stuff from more than just the Munsters um, available for auctions, uh, all sure. Hollywood memorabilia type stuff. So that is uh, that's what I had for the uh, the almanac this week. Nice uh, monsters collectibles on eBay. There you go. I, d- I didn't know there's such like a market for monster stuff. I need to get in on this. The black market, you know, yeah. start selling these props, going the underground. Mm-hmm. I can make some serious money off of this. I mean, like. I can only imagine how much the almanac will eventually go for. Oh yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's just every episode we do. That's building up um, profit mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Yeah. Bring Norm's bloated corpse back from the skooma. That's probably going to go for something good, too. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you got to meet me in an alley to go by that. T- Terry, what, you and I are talking. Where did Derek go? <laughs> I think he's waiting for us to get done again. Yeah, you guys are having a lot of fun. So I'm just, <laughs> he's I'm checking just out that new fan on the skooma. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, I was just thinking about how I could just get any corpse and say it's Norm Abbott's and put it on eBay. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I have just piles of them out here. So at the Monster Hunters <laughs> compound, wait, oh, that's that's Derek's section of the compound, <laughs> the yeah, corpse dude. pile. No, Terry, you're not the fourth Terry. Um, oh. you are the <laughs> <first>. <laughs> Interesting, Derek. We weren't silly, tell him. Silly. So you might be implying I haven't survived every skooma trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. nope. Sac- sacrifices must be made for us to get back out of. Let uh, us. Uh, <laughs> Ascend the stairs, the 196 stone steps, mm-hmm. up to the surface, out the kitchen, out the back door, down the pathway, out the gate, onto the dock, onto the ship, where Captain Terry is going to lead this doom boat three three miles out <laughs> in international waters, <laughs> Wait a second. where we will descend to the depths of hell for another skooma. All right. Well, if it's doomed, we're going to go down in style. Um well, really? it's a doom for one of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who it could be, but um, so yeah, this <laughs> episode was directed by Joseph Pevney. We've talked about him a couple times. He directed Herman's Rival and Eddie's Nickname before this. Uh, Eddie's Nickname, one of my favorites. I like that one quite a bit. And Herman's um, Rival with the greatest last two minutes of any episode mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's also got uh, eight more episodes of The Monsters to go. Um, he's directed a lot of movies in the 50s, including one that stars Leslie Nielsen. Hmm. 
This movie is called Tammy and the Bachelor. Oh, I like the sound so, of this. Yeah, oh, Les- sounds- Leslie Nielsen plays Tammy. <laughs> nope, he certainly doesn't. Mm. Um, it's a romance movie. Uh, Tammy is its a classic scenario. Tammy is a woman who is raised in the Mississippi swamps. And she falls for this classic. very worldly, rich man. You know, it's the two worlds collide. The swamp life, the rich life. Um, and the rich guy is played by Leslie Newsom. Oh. Uh, it's the classic tale. Tammy yeah. is a woman. <laughs> 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 yes. And that, for some reason, I thought that's where the sentence was going to end. I don't know. No, no. Uh, there's some swamp involved, but... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of the the classic fish out of water thing, you know. He's like introducing her to high class society. They fall in love, you know. Doesn't according to the trailer, doesn't seem like they kind of accepted her at first. Um, but I, I assume it works out, you know. <laughs> Maybe it does have a sad ending. I don't know, but I assume everything's going to be okay. And I bet you she teaches him a little something along the way. Um, to quote the trailer, can't you see, Pete? You're just one of a line that goes back beyond the time of knowing. A line of people who ever ref- wrestled with the earth to get their living from it. So yeah, that's that's just a little taste of the wisdom poignant. you'll get from this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so poignant. Uh, but then this episode was written by James Allardyce. Allardyce. I still don't know if I'm ever saying that right. It it's fine. Um, he he can tweet us and tell they me if I'm getting it wrong. They all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If I ever do say it right, then he'll come and haunt me. Um, <laughs> you say it well one more time, Terry. You know it's gonna come out the mirror. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes us this skooma trip doomed that's right yeah i started repeating this some things the dice man times. that's what the dice man oh god the dice man cometh you rolled mm-hmm. three that means death uh so yeah that guy we won't say his name uh tom adair <laughs> joe Connolly, and bob mosher all wrote this episode i um, saw i didn't oh pause to look at the names but there was a lot of people that wrote this episode yes so that's a good sign, right? Uh, there's oh, a lot of people <laughs> working on this. Well, that's because um, one is specifically assigned to uh, the closing line of every episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one person's on staff to yep. come up with the finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've somehow managed to keep uh, their job. What, what, what's this episode about? Don't worry. Just write us a line. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll work it in. Um, they all get the teleplay credit for this, but James, insert name here that I won't mention again, Just and Tom Adair. <laughs> are the ones uh, they get the story credit so i guess they came up with the idea and then these other guys like swooped in to help them finish the script uh we've talked about all of these people like a trillion times um and we will yes, get we plenty of more chances to talk about them because this is like the greatest hits right here of monsters um <laughs> so that, that's maybe it is a good sign that all these guys got a little piece of the pie um so we'll just float past these guys for now it's fine nice you know yeah but we do have some guest stars. We do. We've got Don yeah. Rickles. As the big Don. one. That was the yes. biggest guest star. He plays uh, Doc Happy Havermeyer. And we've got Joyce Jameson as Miss Valentine. And she was good, too. Yeah. So Don Rickles is actually somebody I recognized. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. kind of exciting. 88 acting credits on IMDb. Goes from 1955 to 2015. Um You know, he's the thing I know him from the most is Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. Uh, but you know he was also in a Martin Scorsese film, Casino, which I have never seen, but I've heard is good. You've never so. seen Casino? Oh. Wow, I have not. <laughs> and he's he's great in that. He gets a whipping in that movie. Does he? Oh, oh my, yeah. Old man getting his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see that for sure then. Um, oh, I know that's a that draws him in every time. 
Yes. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> stand out front of the theater with a sign spinning around. Old man getting ass beat. Ooh, old oh, man getting yeah. ass beat. I tur- that tur- my head turns every time. Go, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Let's just put that as the tagline on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but so, you know, he's done some good stuff. I and mean, uh, I lo- was looking through his other stuff. You know, he had a show, the Don Rickles show. Yeah. There's only eight episodes, but yeah. he had his own show. So good for him. Uh, his biggest like reoccurring role on TV was probably the CPO Sharky is what it was called. I have um, no idea what that means. It's from the 70s. It's like a CPO, I think, is like a position in the army or the navy or something it's like a uh-huh. rank because it's about he plays like the main guy cpo otter sharky um and his <laughs> he's got a sharp tongue and he's a navy man that's yeah. basically the premise of the show uh it went for 37 episodes uh he was also in a movie called x the man with the x-ray eyes oh i like the sound of that yes i mean that is enticing you put that on a little billboard and all that turns my head as well Mm -hmm. uh it's about a doctor who uses a formula to give himself x-ray vision Hmm. and uh he becomes a hero of sorts i guess he you know he's helping people who are less fortunate than him he's assisting with medical operations but you know he's got to get in some mischief too right i mean there's a scene when he's like uh he's you know he's at a party and all of a sudden everybody's clothes are gone he's like oh oh dear <laughs> um and he also as the trailer puts uh defies the goddess of chance and he goes to the casinos and wins it big apparently it's a i mean it won an award the movie in the trailer said silver globe award winner at the science fiction film fest so you know it has to be pretty good yeah um don rickles did not have a huge part in it but his name was in the trailer so they were advertising it so good for him. Yeah, i mean there's the one time i mean like he's the biggest comedian out there at one point in time like i mean with, he was um, the king of insult comics that's for sure yeah and he, i mean he went he hung out with sinatra and all those guys uh, oh back in okay. the day like i mean huge out there in like yeah the, that whole vegas land i think the 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 best story i've ever heard uh repeated in a couple different places about him was uh he was eating someplace and he had his date with him and frank sinatra was there he saw him so as he went by he's like hey you know frank later walk by a table you know say hello to me so you know it'll impress the young lady and frank sinatra walks over and goes to introduce himself and say hello and don rickles apparently goes so i'm like damn it frank i'm trying to eat here can you please leave me be Yeah, um, nice. but yeah, but I mean, he was a he was a, a very big deal, and I think he was still even like doing stand up even until he died. Yeah, yeah. really, yeah, which was just like a year or two ago. I didn't know he was hanging out with Frank Sinatra. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's one of those uh, guys who like big Vegas comedian type thing back in the in the day. Um, we've also got Joyce Jameson, who's got 118 acting credits on IMDb from 1951 to 1984. She, you know, she did a bunch of these shows that we always talk about on here, like the Dick Van Dyke show, Red Skeleton Hour, My Favorite Martian, that kind of thing. She was also in CPO Sharky, so mm. she would have mm. hung out with Don Rickles, at least for an episode. At least for an episode. Yeah. Um, again, I should say, she was hanging out with him in this episode for quite a bit. She was also will be in a future Monsters episode as a different character, so she'll be oh. back. Mm. Yeah. Exciting. It's always like fun. Terminator. I don't know if we've ever <laughs> seen anybody come back yet. I don't know who's going to be first to return. Maybe it'll be her. I don't know. But uh, she was also in a movie starring Clint Eastwood. Mm. <laughs> the trailer for this is... I've never seen a trailer quite presented like this. A lot of these old trailers are just weird. And they like try all these strange things. Um, the movie is called Every Which Way But Loose. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, with the monkey. It, the chimp. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the trailer um, has like a couple um, discussing Clint Eastwood, and they she's at the, the man's asking the woman some questions. So I'm going to ask you guys the same questions. Oh, okay. I'm excited. What do you think of Clint Eastwood? He's a he's, not, he's no Joe Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, can you imagine Clint Eastwood punching a wise guy? I can't. No. Oh. Hmm. Not not anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, um, can you picture him falling hard for a sweet young thing who's got her eye on him? Not like actually tripping. Yes, sure. <laughs> see, Eastwood comes across as the guy type of guy that doesn't fall hard for no dame. Mm, you know, I probably agree with that mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, he's too hard edged. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I shouldn't be putting my own opinion in here. I'm asking the questions here. I mean, uh, plus, I mean, the I mean, the fall guy, you know, was the one who made Eastwood such a star. And so, you know, Lee, Lee Majors probably, you know, did all these things that you're asking about mm-hmm. and, and just made Eastwood look good about it. So I, I have I have 100% confidence that Terry has no idea where you're talking. Yep, that's no, great. I'm <laughs> oh, just agreeing, you know, that's just what I do. Oh. Uh, the, th- the theme song to the TV show Fall Guy says, I'm just an unknown stuntman who made Eastwood such a star. So I see. Okay. Sorry, Lee Majors. Nice. Cool. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, you're well, uh, I'm gonna go. But let me go check these uh, these things back here in the back oh, of the school. Sure, sure. You guys keep talking. I'll just keep sure. asking these questions. Okay, so can, how about him fighting for money? Could you see that? Yes, definitely. He's he comes across as a uh, money hungry, broke uh, <laughs> Hollywood star. Man, he uh, he'd Keith, fight I a, you were he would, he would fight a million dollar baby. <laughs> He's just in the back. We can hear him. <laughs> um. Can you, okay, can you see him allowing a woman to beat up on him? Hell no! <laughs> I can. Um, he, seems, he seems weak. <laughs> well, uh, what do you think of Clint Eastwood confining his deepest, darkest secrets to an orangutan? To me, that sounds like commonplace for him. I, I guarantee he owns several orangutans, and he tells each of them, uh, like conflicting stories, and then if Ooh. one leaks to the press, he knows which one it was. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, is it supposed to be leaking back here? <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, just let that. Um, that that's the, uh, the the coolant. We need that to leak in here to keep us nice and chill. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, the the premise of this movie is he's a truck driver turned prize fighter who hangs out with an ape. So that was pretty blind blowing. I did not see that coming. Um, I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great premise. I mean, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood and an ape? Yeah. Uh, name a more iconic duo than that. Cam. Um, I assume he also falls in love with somebody. The ape. I guess a woman beats him up at some point. I don't know. I'm not sure it's what a woman ape. That's the only type of woman that could beat up Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Is an ape in a dress. <laughs> an ape in a dress. <laughs> he didn't realize it. The ape bugs bunny dump. Oh, yeah. So, oh, fresh. And, and, and then as, as soon as he did, then he did like a little stick the tongue on and go, Mm-hmm. And then went mm-hmm. down rabbit hole or an mm-hmm. ape hole. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's Clint Eastwood as we've never seen him before. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely a classic. Um, <laughs> I'll yeah. also mention Joyce was in Death Race 2000, which is a movie I've actually heard of, so I suppose I should say that. Um, but yeah, there it is. Some Clint Eastwood movies, Death Race. Oh, man. I want to see like uh, like Disney or Marvel like pick up the old these old trailer ways and <laughs> do do some of that instead of like all these uh, trailers that all seem to be the exact same thing. What do you think of Ant Man? 
Oh, he's all right, I guess. But think about yeah. it sometimes. <laughs> Do you think you could imagine punching out a wise guy? Eh, I guess. I mean, he's <laughs> Ant-Man. He's, he's kind of a wise guy, right? Anyways, yeah. I just I saw three different trailers today at the theater, and like they each had like the same beat. Uh, two of them had Kendrick Lamar involved with them, and I'm like, okay, we get it. I, I you're gonna have like some it's you know catchy tune. We're jumping through a whole bunch of different things. I, I would rather see something of like these just weird ones that make you go like, what the <laughs> hell is this movie about? Like, I'm more in, I'm more intrigued by that instead of need, just yeah. this like copycat thing all the time. More meta trailers where like the producer comes out on screen and is like. Let me tell you about my latest picture. And then mm-hmm. he like, talks mm-hmm. about oh, This is yeah. the boldest story I've ever seen. I couldn't help but bring it to the screen. Yeah. That's what we need. More stuff mm-hmm. like that. But anyways, yep, we're going to just go ahead and slowly pull up before we get sucked into the There's hell itself. no way I'm going up slow. I have been <laughs> on the beach uh, catching oh. crabs this whole time. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I like crabs. Not to eat, but just to play with. They're fun. <laughs> anyway, once you yeah. guys get up here. Nature's playmate, as they say. That is what they say about crabs. <laughs> crabs, nature's playmate. Uh, <laughs> this week, episode 22, Dance With Me, Herman. Original air date, February 17th, 1965. And it gets... Hmm. Is it lofty? 7.3 on IMDb. <laughs> it is... It, it's it's within a range. I guess it's within the yeah. margin of error. Mm-hmm. What, what What's the margin of error? So, Plus uh, or minus 6. So, <laughs> oh, God. Plus so or minus between over a 1.3 and a 13.3 okay. is uh, what this Oh, was. I thought you were meaning like the point. Like a, no. Like the point, okay. Wow, okay. <laughs> it's within the margin of error. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. agree with that mm-hmm. statement. Definitely within the margin of error. <laughs> so... In this episode, Herman decides to take dancing lessons in order to accompany Marilyn to her college dinner dance. Yeah, it sounds a little different. Something fun mm-hmm. and a cool premise. Mm-hmm. And this episode opens up like no other episode has opened before. A hearse pulls up to the Munster's house. The back door opens. Herman slides out. And he's coming back from work. It's his carpool. That's why I wrote down. He carpooled to work. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. That was awesome. I, I I love learning more about Herman's work. This is great. He so he carpools he carpools with somebody named Charlie. Like that's yeah. great. He's got a friend, I assume. What if carpool. it's his twin brother? Oh, you're right. Oh my. What if they both work at the same place? <laughs> oh my goodness. That'll be a later episode for sure. Not hey. wood. It's not. Hey. <laughs> he even tells him come back next morning at nine. Yeah. See you tomorrow at nine. Lily pussy can't is home. Oh boy. Lily's at the door waiting for Herman. Lily has an envelope, and it's it isn't mail, but she's still upset about it. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Is that mail?" No, but I'm still angry. <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa, she must get mail that pisses her off quite a bit." Mm, but a she found mail. what's that? A lot of hate mail. The, the monsters they get a lot. Yeah. yeah, go away, monsters. Anyway, she found this envelope while snooping around Marilyn's room, aka putting up new cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herman thinks it's a love letter. He's like, "Ooh, let's read it." And Lily's like, no, it's not a love letter. It's an invitation to parents' night at the school, and Marilyn hasn't even asked them to go. Herman's like, well, Lily assumes that they're ashamed of him. Yeah, which, why would you be? I don't know. Yeah, Marilyn is is never once in these uh, 
22 episodes now. Uh, she's never once made anything to where she feels that she's embarrassed by them. Nope. Why would we suddenly think that she is? I don't know. But let's bring it up at dinner. That's what that's Lily's plan. If anything, I'd be I'd be more embarrassed by the fact that Uncle Herman got way too excited about reading a love letter of mine <laughs> coming to my school, uh, you know, parent night. Yeah, yeah, that would be more embarrassing for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But anyway, Lily has a. She's like, well, we should bring it up at dinner. Herman's like, well, maybe she forgot. Things are popping out of my head all the time. <laughs> but unlike you, I mean, I mean we can always put. Well, you lose back in, right? Because he's a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah. Banger. <laughs> da, 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 da. Cool. We're there. Very Nothing quick is... intro. Very quick uh, cold open. Yes, it was quick. Yeah, we got to get gets right to the into point. It. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's a, there is a uh, parents' night, and we're bringing up to Marilyn at dinner. Banger. Come back. Lily is sitting at the table and reminding us what just happened two minutes, less than two minutes ago. <laughs> Yep. Uh, remember, we're going to tell her. Yes. Now, Lily has a plan to bring it up casually. Yes. And I, I really like this because it's like an improv exercise. I'm going to start with cars, and that'll lead to driving, and then driving to school, and then parents' night. And her Herman, he's on board. He's like, I get it. That's what we'll do. Perfect. And then just as I decide what they're going to do, everyone else walks in. And Grandpa's pumped because it all looks so good. Oh, it looks so good. <laughs> I don't know why for this episode. Like, it startled me when Gramp- Grandpa showed up because, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, he exists. I don't know why. Like, my brain was just like, <laughs> yeah. Who oh, is yeah, this that guy? guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he really made his presence known to me. And it, it yes. just threw me off for a second. I was a little surprised they didn't, she didn't say what they were eating. They're usually big on announcing, like, what the meal is. Mm. Sometimes, yeah. Oh. Like, or at least you can tell what it is. Roasted I couldn't tell what this was. Yeah. But, Orange, maybe. Yeah, well, there was definitely some sort of gelatinous goo. <laughs> so they all sit down, Lily kind of clears her throat and gives Herman a look. And then we hear what we listened to up top uh, yesterday. Um, what do you think about cars? Blah, blah, blah. So I, I really, really, really enjoyed Herman losing all sight of the plan. And <laughs> just, <laughs> and what about parents tonight? Why didn't you... <laughs> Yes. Why didn't she ask us? Like, but the look on Lily's face, her face just goes straight staring daggers. Yes, I loved I, it. I laughed heartily at as I soon did. as he just jumped yes. right to it. I laughed. That was probably the most I've laughed at a monsters in a while. It's not like it's so not like he even stumbled through it. He just was like, yes. And nope. why didn't you invite us? Yep. You knew he was just focusing on the end goal. He totally forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just like, all right. Yep, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, we find out Herman does not like dancing. Yep, that's why Marilyn didn't want to invite him. Nope. Because, again, she, lo- she loves Uncle Herman and Aunt Lily. She's not embarrassed of them at all. She's thinking about them. Yeah, yeah. Marilyn just does, yeah, doesn't want to upset Herman because oh, she knows yeah. he hates dancing. And, and Grandpa chimes in saying, hey, you can't hide anything. Everything stays buried. And we all know Grandpa just spies on the whole family all the time with his crystal ball anyways. So Yes, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. But Herman doesn't want to make a fool of himself, and we get a Herman tantrum. Uh, he slams his hand on the table, and then some goop flies in the air and lands <laughs> on his head. And it was goop; it was straight up like banana pudding. I don't know yes. what it was. It, yeah, it looked like a maybe like a pie of some like it looked like there was maybe some crust. Like was it a, a pie or dessert or something? I didn't know what it was at first when it first took off on the table. It was weird because yeah, I didn't even yeah. notice it was on the table 
until you see something kind of float up. And I don't know if the same thing that floated up is what they dropped back on top of them. I, knowing the monsters, the one-take monsters, they didn't sit there and practice Herman launching something mm-hmm. into the sky and have it land on his head. So I guarantee there's something different dropped on him. I'm also assuming that um, like when they film an episode, something like that they do at the very end because they're going to have to clean Herman up and take the makeup oh. off and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Maybe. But I almost feel like this show is shot in sequence in order. Uh, but I could be wrong. So Lillian Herman, we cut to Lillian Herman dancing. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Lily's trying to get Herman to dance. And Herman's having a real rough time. And Lily's like, Herman, you're so stiff. And Grandpa says, yeah, Herman, let everything go. Which I don't know why Grandpa's sitting there watching him, but whatever. It's like <laughs> That's what weird... he does. He likes yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's creepy. But I'll try, but last time I let everything go, some of it didn't come back. <laughs> and then the waltz continues. One, two, three. One, two, three. Herman backs into the organ. A bunch of shit flies out. One, two, three. One, two, three. Herman knocks over a lamp, and all the cobwebs catch on fire. And this is a practical effect, because it's 1964 yes. TV. Yeah. And they burn, and it looked really cool. It this did. This weird. It looked cool. It almost looked to me like um, they had like some sort of like ring light or something that was like pushing yeah. it back but like it looked really good it looked like real fire so i can't mm-hmm. tell if they just like let fire go loose i think they all did that, all that asbestos probably yeah. was just like easy to <laughs> just burn you know whatever they're using for the cobwebs right. apparently burns really nice and and, and mm-hmm. doesn't spread a lot but i also thought that like i'm sitting there going man that's kind of cool in the background but it almost then seemed like they started moving the other way maybe to get away from so it wouldn't be on screen the whole time like I, I can just see the director being like, "Move, move, over." Yes, yeah. Because um, eventually, you, you know, you don't get to see it. But yeah, I was like, "Oh man, that looks awesome in the background." Yeah, it was very cool. And then they continue one, two, three, and Herman's like, "I'm getting the knack of it." And then he hits the coffee table and it flies by Grandpa's head. One, two, three. Herman's got a huge grin on his face, and then he falls over the couch. And grandpa or grand grandpa goes timber, and Herman gets his head caught in a harp, which is an interesting choice of things. But I think <laughs> is a funny visual. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to shout out a, a Frankenstein's monster joke. I did think was funny. I think he says it around here where he says Herman. Herman says he has two left feet, and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. That's something a little different than. Oh to. yeah, like literally. Grand, that was earlier at the table. Yeah. Grandpa's like, well, that's what you'd get with. Putting somebody together yes. in a hurry or something like that. In, in the dark. In the dark. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that was kind of funny. So good job on that one, I guess. So Herman, head caught in a harp, says, I think I just got some new respect for Lawrence Wilk. I'm like, neat. So <laughs> Grandpa, Lily, Marilyn, and Eddie are all yanking his head out. And they finally get it out. And it's like, makes a clank sound. And Herman says, I think they're playing our song. Cut to Grandpa in the dungeon going to mix up a potion that'll make Herman dance. <laughs> and get ready for these exotic ingredients. Potassium. Chlorophyll. Geritol. <laughs> some bitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. And then the secret ingredient, Fred Astaire's dancing shoes. So he throws those in. And it makes like a tap dancing noise, and Grandpa <laughs> is mixing the cauldron, listening to it. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm pretty Herman sure that's how uh, Hammer Time starts, also. Or Hammer yeah, Man, Magical Hammer Shoes. Starts, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you need <laughs> in a modern uh, dancing thing. You just need yeah. Hammer Man shoes mm-hmm. to do it. 
So Herman comes down and complains about the smell. Would he make a lasagna again? <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because I love lasagna. Yeah, that smells good. And Grandpa's like, well, I'm mixing up a potion. And Herman's like, I'm going to drink a thing that you're whipping up. <laughs> Grandpa says, you'll be a failure. failure. And Herman says, nah, I'm going to take dancing lessons. And I found them in the paper. <laughs> and he reads the thing. It's like all these different dances. The Wawa 2C was on there. Grandpa says, watch out for scams. He didn't say watch out for scams. He he's, says a word that I think might be a slur, so I'm going to just skip over mm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Herman goes, but the ad says, let us bring out your the inner you at our low monthly rate. And it's signed, Happy Havemeyer, Doctor of Terpescory. Terpescore? I, I wrote it down, but I can't remember what he said. I looked it up. Keith, did you look it up? Uh, ter- Terpsichore? Terpsichore, yes. I think it's the best way to do it. Uh, it is a compendium of more than 300 instrumental dances published in 19, uh, I mean 1612 by German composer Michael uh, Pretorius. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh. Um, the collection takes its name from the Muse of Dance. His introduction, yeah, he takes credit for arranging the music rather than composing the tunes. Yeah, because well, hmm. when I googled Terpsichore or whatever it was. It's a Greek muse for poetry and dance. Mm-hmm. I see. So, you know, I think I've seen that thing next to the almanac every once in a while. Probably. Yeah. So now we cut to the ballroom dancing lessons. Happy Havemeyer. He's on the phone. Don Rickles. He's like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Hangs up. And there's Miss Valentine just standing there. And he's like, well, sit down. You're a new instructor at Happy Land, and I need to give you the deets. So... Really, he says something along the lines of most of our clients are widowers, lonely types, misfits, rubes. <laughs> Just like they're they're plain old morons. Yes. And we have a plan for them. We take them for all they've got. <laughs> Okey doke. Cut back to Marilyn wondering where Uncle Herman is. He left awfully early. Lily says, well, that's because Herman signed up for dancing lessons and for Marilyn's school thing. This is all your fault. <laughs> Marilyn's wondering why he never learned when he was younger. You think you would. He's like 7 million years old. Nope, nope, nope. He was always tied up in the lab when people were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. There's a lot there of is. Frankenstein's monsters <laughs> jokes in this episode, actually. I would yeah. say it's a little overstuffed with them, but yeah. Because he's a Frankenstein's much. monster. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, Lily ho- L- Lily's concern is that the women instructors, oh, hope they don't fall in love with Herman and his gentle charms. <laughs> Very plausible. Could yep. happen. Yeah. Cut to back at Happy Land. Miss Valentine screams and comes running in back in the <laughs> Happy Haberdasher or whatever her name is, his office. You need to see what just walked in. <laughs> which which was funny. Oh, you gotta see him. She's like, oh my god, you gotta see this thing. And he's like, oh, get out of here. You need to expect all kinds. I told you this. Go back and turn on the charm. And it's basically the plan is get him hooked with flattery. Tell him to sign a 10 year contract, which seems very nefarious. Ten <laughs> like a 10 year contract? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a very excessive for dancing lessons. I mean, I don't know. Do you sign up? I mean, maybe I could see like a yearly contract, but 10, <laughs> 10 years? years? It's worse than Columbia House. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's worse than like, like a. You know, like a fitness center type thing. Oh, yeah, it's like a gym. No cancellations. Anyway, she says, I'll try, but it's times like this. I wish I stayed in the roller derby. (laughs) 
So Miss Valentine comes back in and Herman's like, there you are. You left so fast. I thought the place was on fire. <laughs> and she goes, no such luck. Yes. I love that. She wishes she was dying in, in a <laughs> flaming inferno. Yeah. Instead of dealing with Herman. She turns on the music, puts on some dark sunglasses yes. because that'll keep her from seeing Herman, I guess. <laughs> and they start to dance. She's like, put your hand on my waist. Herman pulls out a napkin or something and puts it on his arm. I have no clue what that is, but he says he saw Robert Montgomery do it once. Keith? I, you know what? I couldn't remember what the guy's name was. I was trying to look that up, uh, but I, I was just also like, that's just weird. Like, I don't even care who Robert Montgomery is. That just seems like a weird thing to do. And he's like, doesn't want like he doesn't want to touch him. Maybe he's got a thing about like germs. It's like, oh, I'll just put a napkin between me and the the other person. I don't know. Hmm. No, uh, Robert Montgomery. Um, he's an actor. Uh, he was in uh, Night Must Fall from 1937 lady in the lake from 1946 uh where he played philip marlowe um but i don't i don't think i see anything that would really call out that a reason why he would have put a thing around on, on his on his arm first so i i thought that was a weird thing i'm sure a lot of people back in 1964 were like oh yeah that <laughs> like but no, no i have no i have no clue what it's about he probably does it in a movie or something. Yeah. yeah, who knows? I thought the in in one of our recent the in the Eddie nickname episode where he talks about the guy from Father Knows Best, like re- he wanted Eddie to come down so he could rest his arm on the mantle. Yes, was, was is is a much better version of what he's trying to do here with with this line. It's just a reference that we don't get because we weren't born in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Anywho. She goes kind of like kind of like Terry with my fall guy. Thing earlier. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You just smile and sure. nod. That's what I did there in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> so anyway, they're dancing. One, two, one, two, one, two. They dance and Herman knocks over the chalkboard while a dance steps on it. Tell me, Minster Monster, have you ever danced professionally? <laughs> no, I could never tell. And Herman is giddy and he laughs. And he's like, this is fun. Yes, he's loving this. I love it when Herman just gets so happy that he just starts laughing, like out of pure happiness. He doesn't think it's funny. He just is joy. That's just joy in his heart. I really enjoy Herman in this episode. Yes. And for all of his shenanigans, he doesn't get yelled at a single bit in this episode. So you're right. It's so weird. Yeah. Nobody, like, yeah, lays the hammer down on him and really, like, gives him his. (laughs) Like, Lily doesn't even yell at him, call him a dunderhead or anything for blowing at the table earlier. Yeah. For catching the fire on the walls. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So we cut back. Lily is poking the fire at home. Yoo-hoo, Lily, I'm home. (laughs) And he's so excited because Miss Valentine said he's a natural born talent. And Lily's excited, too. She knows everyone will be watching them when they're dancing at the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. So Herman was told that he might even make him a teacher after a few <laughs> more lessons. And that's, he read this in one of the fan mags. That's how Gene Kelly started out as a teacher. And then we get Gene Kelly's IMDb page. Um, he did this, they did this, they did yes. this. And then he finished on Singing in the Rain. Like, I'm, I'm assuming they're like, boy, our episode's two minutes short. Yeah, do this is like a weird tangent. It ends in a funny spot, but I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? Why am I hearing about this man's career? Yeah, yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> but I will say, I did enjoy like much as like when Herman was singing back at the the ham radio episode. I really enjoyed him like singing the the stuff from Singing in the Rain and dancing around. I 
Because again, yeah. he's he genuinely seems to be having fun with this. Yep. Yep. He's That's, singing and dancing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, Fred Gwynn himself is having a blast. Like I'm gonna dress up a Frankenstein monster, but I'm gonna sing Gene Kelly uh, and and dance around, and he seems to personally be loving it. Yeah. Yeah. He sells it a lot. Yeah. Herman, you're right, Derek. He is like the star of this episode. I love him for sure. These episodes like this where Herman just being goofy, love him. Yep. Uh, so he's dancing and spinning around, and of course he loses his balance, falls over the couch, harp noise. <laughs> Lily says, Marilyn, Grandpa, come on. Like, he's in the harp again. Like, this has happened not just twice in this episode, but it's a pretty common occurrence. So much so that you'd think they'd move the harp out of that room. <laughs> I've never seen anybody play the harp. Maybe just get no. rid of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the babysitter is the only person who I've ever oh. seen play the harp because then it played back and she was unfazed. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, it's her harp. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so Grandpa <laughs> comes up from the dungeon. Oh, boy, he's got his head stuck in the harp again. Like, Grandpa's excited about it. <laughs> the clock bird says, ah, what a crack up. What a crack up, which doesn't fit into any joke or anything yeah so herman says please watch the face i'm going to be a star like my face is the money maker don't mess that up (laughs) y'all we cut back herman and miss valentine they're dancing shadows on the curtain i like this they're Mm -hmm. like really boogieing (laughs) and then you you pan over to them they're going nuts a great shot i love that like the silhouette first and then yeah over. that was like that's some style you don't really get that yeah. a whole lot in the show <laughs> that, that was a that was a nice creative choice mm-hmm. then we cut into mr havenmeyer his entire office is shaking and <laughs> that'll be weird because we'll find out why later but they're in studio a havenmeyer's office is shaking cut back to studio a Miss Valentine and Herman, they're just doing what the fuck ever. Yes, <laughs> like, just they're, just, arms. they're just flailing around. <laughs> um, Herman, he's laughing, he's clapping. Yes. The music stops. He keeps going. <laughs> he keeps dancing. Miss Valentine yells at him, Mr. Munster, the music has stopped. And then Herman with the moment. I really love this part. Don't bring me back now. I'm too far out. Yes, I love Man, this. it's Wig City. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what Wig City is, but I love the I visual. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome because it feels like he's found a new passion. You know, like when he went on stage for that robot yep. episode when he's dancing and doing all exactly. that. Exactly. This feels like he's found like his new love in life and it's dancing. And he just, he doesn't, even with no music, he dances with his own beat, you know, like it's great. It definitely has that same energy for sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. So it's Wig City. Yep. Oh, yes. The lesson is over, and Miss Valentine throws the 10 year lesson pitch at him. Like, listen, you're the best we've ever seen. We need you to sign this special thing. And it's a huge stack of papers. And she's, she says, they're all stapled together so you don't have to bother with a fine print. <laughs> Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. Yeah, and yeah. then he begins signing. Just yep. signing papers willy-nilly. Yeah, if I ever get a contract and someone says those exact words to me, I will immediately <laughs> start reading the fine print. I, I immediately <laughs> take it to the lawyer to read yes. over. <laughs> Cut two. We are at the breakfast table. Eddie wants to take Spot to school today, which I thought was a nice little twist. And Lily's like, no, he's being punished because he got out last night and ate all the neighbor's trash cans. Not the trash, but the whole can. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Herman comes walking down the kitchen. He's pleased as punch. He's in a good mood. <laughs> Grandpa, how's Gene Kelly this morning? Very kind of condescending. Yeah. Herman's great. The dance studio signed me up for a 10-year contract. Does not raise a single red flag. They're like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, well, 10 years. Good for you, Herman. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, and Don't you think that's a little excessive? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Like, there's no questioning. I mean, I guess maybe if they're just happy that he's happy, you know. Yeah. Seems like he could do this for 10 years. He's having such a fun time. Sure. Dancing makes you younger, I guess. I, and also, I mean, it's also being... And maybe this is the reason that Herman didn't like think much about signing it and then like just sets down because the whole time he's been telling people that, oh, they want to make me a teacher. So he signed a 10 year contract to be a teacher is probably what I think he thought. And like that's how he's mm, presented it when he comes and sits down. Sure. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. He, he is very excited about teaching dance. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, he is. He's all for it. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's do it. Let's do it to it. And he's about ready to sit down here and enjoy some breakfast, but there's a horn honk. Well, that's the carpool. Gotta go. And then, for some reason, uh, I'm assuming they were another 45 seconds short. Yes. We see a sped-up Herman drink some coffee, go outside, go out the door, go through the hallway, out the front door, out to the car, get in the car, close the door, the car drives away. This was so weird. This was He says, I got to run. He goes, oh, I got to run. Chugs it down, because as soon as he gets into the thing and the door starts to close, it goes back to regular speed. So, I think that's... Because probably that suit and all that's on him that he can't move around very much. Which granted, they didn't need to show him go all the way to the thing, to no. the to the hearse. But I think that's supposed to be they sped up so that we think Herman's actually running. Yes, yes. Even though it's like you can still tell he isn't making any different of his motions from walking. It's just... <laughs> it was just a weird scene. Yeah. Like this was very excessive. Like oh cool okay yeah. we're gonna watch Herman walk all the way through the house to get to the car okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Derek's right on the mic. They just, oh crap, we're we're gonna we need extra time. <laughs> uh, Mo, we had this whole scene here where Herman walks out. And it's like a minute and a half. Uh, speed it up, speed it up. He's he's running, so let's speed it up, and we'll, we'll yeah. make our we'll make our cut where we need to. Yeah, calling Joe Conley to write in an extra scene of Herman running in. Maybe that's where <laughs> he got his writing credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we need here? Uh, make Herman run. <laughs> yeah. So then we get this real interesting transition back so we saw herman hop in the car the car closes and drives away we cut back to grandpa going wrong it's this contract that herman signed so it's like there was conversation prior mm-hmm. to that but we weren't privy to it so we have to piece it together the first time in munster's history <laughs> where they don't lay out everything like they they don't go. Can you believe that Herman signed a ten year contract? A ten year contract. Let me look at it. And they see Grandpa looking at it. Yep, it's a ten year contract. And he consternates over it. And Marilyn goes, "What's wrong? You, wrong? Yeah, it's this contract yeah. that Herman signed." But instead, we got Herman running out to the car. Yes. So it's really weird. But also, the way that he says it makes me think that somebody said something where, like, the little opposite thing. Like, uh, you know, like like saying wrong to be like a good thing. And then grandpa's like, wrong. No, mm. it's this contract. It's all like, it's all crap. Because it, it just seems weird to have that that there. Like, even, like not necessarily somebody. Because if somebody were just asking him what's wrong, I don't think he would respond back with wrong, like a questioning wrong thing. It's It sounds like somebody tried to make the silly, like, joke where something is, you know, dark and gloomy because it's the Munsters. And said wrong for whatever reason, and then that's where. But mm. for some reason, they forgot to turn the tape on. I don't know. 
It was weird. It was very weird. We'll never know. That's the mystery, I guess. You know, like mm-hmm. hmm. they That's forgot to turn the, the fast monsters. forward thing on uh, or off right away, and so they they lost a couple seconds. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was stuff. probably in fast motion for that first bit. Yeah, that to cut yeah. in. Dang, we don't have Lily telling us everything that just happened. Darn it. <laughs> uh, just just cut it right here to Grandpa. Just, Gran- Grandpa goes, he signed up for 1,500 lessons at 750 a lesson. And they're trying to do math in his, their head, and Eddie chimes in. That's $11,250. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> but that's really just the tip of the iceberg because there's life insurance policy where the stool is the stool the school is beneficial <laughs> there's a lead on the house there's attachment on the car mm-hmm. uh he waves all of his rights as an american yes. there's legal action <laughs> lots of things in this contract that are not up to snuff Marilyn wants to know what they're go- what are you gonna do grandpa and this is this is the part that goes against the last like five episodes lily says we can't let him know he's been taken. He's so sensitive. He'll go into his shell. <laughs> Normally, they would just scream at Herman yes. until he beat him into submission. Each mm-hmm. one of this, them would have had their turn to yeah, yes. really just let him have it. Yeah. <laughs> and this this one, no, he's too sensitive. He'll mm-hmm. go into his shell where Grandpa says, did you marry a man or a lobster? <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Grandpa, he's got a plan. He's going to take yes. care of it all. He's going to turn the school into a swamp, the owner into a frog, the teachers into lizards, and then I'll become an alligator and hunt him down. Yes, <laughs> so a hungry plan, alligator. Which was a pretty good plan. Yes. And Lily says something like, we can't always be thinking about your pleasures. <laughs> and then Eddie says, oh, you'd never let Grandpa have any fun, yes. which I really enjoyed. I like that. That plan was amazing. I'll turn yes. myself into an alligator, a hungry alligator. You could see where he's going. Yeah. He's, he's going to go It was a really good everyone. plan. Yeah. Well, anyway, Lily's like, we got to think of something because he's got another class tonight. Back in Havemeyer's office. He's on the phone again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Hangs up. Miss Valentine walks in. Happy. He just got a tip that the cops are going to do an investigation on the school. So he's got people on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Tipping him up. <laughs> and he says. Every good like, dance studio does, there. Yes. Well, they usually send in someone acting like a clod who can't get out of his own way. And then once we have him, uh, once we once we feel like we got him where they want him, that's when the cups come out. So right at that time, Herman's like, you who Miss Valentine, Twinkle Toes yes. is here. <laughs> Twinkle Toes. <laughs> yes. Miss Valentine uh. thinks that Herman is that clod. Speaking of clods, this guy out here is like clod number one. He can't mm-hmm. get out of his own way. She didn't think Herman was legit from the beginning. Happy's like, "Oh, they're starting early. We need to check in on this guy." Then, so they're in, they're in Havemeyer's office. Yep. They walk out. Remember when Herman and Miss Valentine were dancing before? Havemeyer's office was shaking. Mm-hmm. They get out of Havemeyer's office, take a left, walk down the hall, take another left, walk down the hall, walk past some people, <laughs> come up to Studio A, right where Herman's at, where they were at before. So Happy Mind walked on the studio. Hey, they crack the door to see Herman sitting at the table. Oh, I love this so much. Yes. Herman's sitting there and he's just jamming out to some music. He's like <laughs> fingers in the air, bobbing his head. Man, he was having a good old time. Yeah. I love that. I, seriously, this is Herman. He said he's just, you know, I'm falling for his gentle charm as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm in love with Herman and his gentle yes. charms. The episode's like this where he's just like, there's just like something about him where he's just there's a level of innocence and uh, yeah gullibility and naivete that's whatever it's yes. just fun mm-hmm. happy pulls his head back 
That's the weirdest disguise I've ever seen. <laughs> Cops are really reaching this time. <laughs> then he says, he looks like a cross between Lil Abner and Ramses II. <laughs> which was a, a unique combination. I wonder mm-hmm. if uh, the king of insult comics, Don Rickles, came with that himself. Oh, you, you know, I bet you're right. Yeah. So Miss Valentine's like, well, what do we do now? And Happy says, well, we need to be honest. Tell him that after analyzing his dancing, he has no talent and we're refunding his money. And they go in. And that's when we get this. But, Dr. Havemeyer, uh, Miss Valentine, you must be kidding me. I'm afraid not, Mr. Munster. You mean I won't be a dancing teacher? No. Upon analysis, we find your dancing to be crude and awkward. And your coordination is atrocious. You have absolutely no sense of rhythm. But I want to be a teacher. And maybe get to Broadway and then get to Hollywood. And become a big dancing star like Gene Kelly. Get to meet people like Kirk Douglas and Nick Adams and all those big shots. I'm sorry. It is our decision to return your money, tear up your contract, and discontinue your lessons. But you can't do that. I, I, I mean, I promised to go to parents' night with my niece and do the foxtrot and the bunny hop. And Well, now I'll just look silly and stupid. Don't want to look stupid and silly. I don't want to. 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 And at that point, a record flies up off of the record player, zooms to the corner, slices a plant in half, <laughs> comes back over right past Rickles' head, goes up at the ceiling, and a bunch of shit falls from the ceiling. And you're like, holy cow. Yes. Herman, with those those reality-warping <laughs> powers of his, mm-hmm. sent yeah. a record. It's very annoying because you get this like very almost like vulnerable moment of Herman. Like I don't oh, want. There's nothing almost about it. Yeah, he is. He is shook by the fact that he's not going to get the rest of his dance lessons, and he's going to embarrass Marilyn. He feels so bad about it and doesn't want people to think he's stupid and silly. And then they throw the just a dumb record flying through thing, <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what a what a way to ruin a great moment. I bet you it's one of those things that's like, oh. It's almost getting a little too yeah. serious. You need to cut it. Can't be too real. Yeah. Yep. So after that performance, Miss Valentine says, well, what do you think? And then Don Rickles says, well, not the happy says, I think it's the best performance by a police officer. It's Pat O'Brien. Oh, uh, he, he came to be called Hollywood's Irishman in residence, uh, along with good huh. friends like James Cagney, uh, et cetera, and a few others. They were, he was part of what was called the Irish Mafia of uh u.s born irish playing actors i guess um i was trying to think what was uh his he excels in roles as a beneficent man uh roles as beneficent men uh but could also give convincing performances as wise guy or con artists popular during the 30 popular during the 30s and 40s there you go very of the the time reference so rickles he doesn't buy it. Cut to Marilyn Lily walking down the stairs. Marilyn, I told my date we'd meet them at the dance. Well, it's like, good idea, because last one that came here had some kind of weird attack out front. <laughs> that tends I to wonder happen. If, mm-hmm. What's that? So that tends to happen with these It uh, does these every dates. time. Mm-hmm. By the so way, it's, it's parents' night, and they're still 
taking a date also? I don't know. It's, I don't know. it's uh, you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, it's just like a social opportunity. Maybe it's like a double date thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I wonder if Herman's pulled the car around yet. Nope. He's sitting on the couch and he hasn't even gotten dressed. Herman, I'm not going. Oh. But the girls have been looking forward to it. And you took those dancing lessons. And you brought that tuxedo home from the parlor and everything. Which I enjoyed. He's stealing <laughs> tuxedos off horses. <laughs> no. Last night they tore up my contract and gave me my money back and told me to get lost. Herman defeated. He yeah, realized he sad. needs to face the truth. It is kind of sad. And, he's, and he says this line, which was a very creative thing. When you add it up on the big scoreboard of life, Herman Munster is just a big, awkward clod. <laughs> Herman just so defeated. Yes. Never seen him this low, I don't think. No, but the girls need to go and enjoy themselves. And Lily, if someone asks you to dance, you do it. And while he holds you tight, don't give one thought to your faithful husband sitting here with his shriveled up old father-in-law. Yes. Grandpa loves the compliment. Yes. You're all heart. That was yep. amazing. I love that line. It was just your shriveled up old father yes. And it's like, oh man, Herman. Laying it on thick, the guilt trip. Herman's pushing him out the door. She's like, just go, just go. We'll be here and then leave. And Herman to Grandpa, you know, shrivel. I mean, Grandpa. <laughs> that was great. I, yeah, that was great. You know, I Herman feel... calls him that behind his back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Just calls him shrivel. Yes. It slipped out that one time. I feel real good because I did the right thing. And the Clockbird, 100% in Clockbird character, says, What a cornball. Yes, he does. Because he's always says something along those lines. Then you hear off camera, Lily screams out in pain. Oh, come quick. Aunt Lily fell on the porch. I think she sprained her ankle. Herman runs out there and helps her back in. Marilyn, uh, Lily's like, just put me on the couch. Then Marilyn tells Grandpa for some reason, because because Mar- Grandpa is the biggest blabbermouth in the whole house. Yeah. That Aunt Lily pretended to sprain her ankle so she could stay home with Uncle Herman. Marilyn which should be fine for Marilyn, right? Her date's mm-hmm. there still. Yeah. Mm, whatever. And then Grandpa does this, like, almost into the camera. Oh, boy. This family has come a long way from <laughs> Transylvania when we used to pound steaks into each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that. that's just how vampires so they, are tough, I guess. They, like, killed each other? That's I guess. Hmm. Killed them. I mean, you're, killed them good. Your son-in-law just said some nice, even though he called you shriveled. Uh, he did it in a nice manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, your daughter has now just done a very nice thing as well. And you're still upset. Like, oh, man, we used to stake each other in a heart. Why can't we <laughs> yeah. do that again? We're getting soft. <laughs> yeah. But I think about in the good old days when, yeah, each vampire had a stake behind their back ready to just stab at any moment. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this ending. I, I don't like it. I think Herman should have went anyways. I don't like this. It's a weird message, I think. Like, who cares if you're, you know, that's fine. Don't let people judge you for, you know, just say, go have fun. He enjoyed the dancing. Like, yeah. I thought it was a weird way to end it, I guess. Like, they should have they should have convinced him to go, I think. See, I, I thought that's what it was going to be, was, oh, Lily hurt her ankle, and it's like, oh, some Marilyn needs somebody to go, and Herman was still going to go. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm like, Lily's faking it so that Herman will still go with. The fact that she did it just so she could stay behind with him, 
Yeah, well, does a grandpa go? He always wants to get invited places. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of different things that could have happened here. Like the moral of the story could have been like anyone can dance. Right? Yeah. And dancing comes from inside. It's like a footloose sort of thing. Yeah, also, exactly. Also, this is a good end to the thing overall, though. I mean, the, the, the grandpa joke is a little bit, but like this seems to wrap up the episode pretty nice. Yeah, but we still come back from a commercial. <laughs> Lily Dang comes it's... out the back, the back door, the backyard, and when this when this wrap up happened, I thought that the Amazon stream was messed up, and I had a different yes. episode. Oh my god! I so much, I so did, I'm like, what happened to my DVD? Did I hit a button? Like, did I start <laughs> to doze off and press a button to jump ahead? What's going on here? Yep, I figured we were gonna get them all dancing in the living room again or something like that. Nope. Lily comes out to the backyard and Hermie, Hermie, Herman and Eddie, <laughs> or as they're known together, Hermie, are mm-hmm. in the backyard playing baseball. Yes, this is a Please. whiplash. I, yeah, I agree with you yeah. guys. I was like, whoa, this is so different than what we've seen. I was like, I thought we still had like 15 more minutes to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's such a strange transition. Mm-hmm. You know? What you're doing out in all this bright sunlight? Hmm. Hmm. Daddy's practicing baseball. And then Herman explains it. Well, the reason I'm out here, there's a father and son baseball game at any school, and I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to make a fool of myself like at the dance. And he's like, well, be careful. Herman's, Herman, please, this is my game. <laughs> now watch. Whenever anyone says, now watch this or now get ready for this, yep. it's never good. It's like, hold Herman my beer toss- or whatever. Like, yeah, you don't, don't, like, yeah, you should stop whoever says that no matter yes. what. Mm-hmm. He tosses up the ball, gives it a good swing. Solid crack of the bat. He hits a line drive that bounces off the wall, less than a foot from Lily's face. (laughs) (laughs) Bam! Right there off the wall. Bounces off the side of the house right next to Lily. Ricochets back and hits Herman square between the eyes. Herman falls. He is out cold. (laughs) And everybody's just like, "Uh." Eddie walks over, grabs the bat. Should I bring him inside? Lily says, no, leave him there. The carpool will be here in 10 minutes to pick him up. Eddie looks back at him. The camera focuses in on Herbin. Credits. (laughs) They just leave him out there on the lawn? I don't think that they needed this, like, again, because we were all like, what did, did we jump to a new episode? I didn't seem like they necessarily needed that, but I do like the the wrap up thing of out oh, the carpool will be here in ten minutes anyhow. I actually think it's a pretty good line compared to what we normally get. Yeah, it was decent. It also yeah. implies that the, that Charlie's going to get out of the car and come drag Herman out of the backyard. <laughs> yeah, but he's just honked in the past, so mm-hmm. you know he's not going to put up with that. He'll just honk no. until Herman wakes He'll up. He'll honk twice and then take off. Yep, Herman's out cold. Yeah, could be dead. <laughs> All that overgrowth, and he's not going to see him sitting there in the grass anyway. That's <laughs> like Terry's. He could be dead. Uh, he sure yeah, I mean, could be. Or, I mean, I guess in a way he is or isn't. I don't know yes. how life creation works. Frankenstein monster. Yes. Oh, right. So that was episode 22, Dance With Me, Herman. What did you guys think? Um, I actually enjoyed most of this episode. I just we haven't had any of those episodes where they like really, you know, layer on the Frankenstein's monster lines in a while. And it seems like they're catching up for that in this episode. Cause they said a lot of things and, and, and only a few five or six of them. Yeah. 
only a few of them actually hit like the two right feet uh thing uh that worked in the beginning part but like yeah it there's a few too many of those kind of shoved in here compared to what we've seen like the last three or four episodes that that really kind of make it um that that kind of lower the score a little bit for me but overall i i actually did enjoy this episode it's not you know Harmon goes out and about and the, the fact that nothing super crazy happens as far as like uh nothing like you know the wilting flower that you get the the record that flies off and the lady has to wear glasses, but like <laughs> her glasses don't do anything weird. Phys- you know, any weird physics when Herman's around and she seems to only need him the first time too. She's, she's openly laughing when they're doing like the, whatever the crazy dances they're doing, uh, the, the bunny hop and stuff like that. Uh, when they're behind the shade or they show the yep. shadow and all. So like, she seems to be having a good time around him stuff. And also Don Rickles being the episode is great too. Sure. Solid episode. Yeah, I like this one a decent amount. I think there's like a lot of stuff in here that's really funny. There's a few parts that I just yeah, I genuinely like seeing Herman just laughing in joy as he's dancing. Like he looks like he's having such a fun time. Fred Gwynn, he sells it whenever Herman's just doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know, but it's just weird that I don't like the ending very much. I don't think that's a weird message for me where it's like Anyway, I guess he should just give up Herman, <laughs> not go to the dance. Yeah. Like, I think he should have went anyways or something. It just was a weird bookend. And then, I mean, of course, the weird bookend of suddenly they're playing baseball. Strange. I mean, there's a couple moments, like we mentioned, where it's like that just feels like they're prolonging the scene mm-hmm. because they're buying for time. But I think the good outweighs the bad. I think all the good stuff is actually really good. And then the, the bad stuff is not like bad enough to really be a detriment it's just kind of weird except for that ending maybe i think is that that does take it down yeah. a couple notches for me yeah the ending is way out of left field no nope. mm-hmm. absolutely oh. no pun intended there. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know the uh again the eddie's nickname one is is another good episode where like herman does that whole speech about you know you shouldn't worry about what you look like blah blah yes. blah and then but I, that's for you but for me i don't want to be embarrassed <laughs> and look silly. yeah that is something it, Herman would do, yeah. to be fair, I think, yeah. He's like, I wouldn't want to be seen outside with that hideous boy with the beard or whatever, like, or as a bat or whatever he said that one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of, like I said before, I love episodes where Herman is just goofy, and he's 100% goofy, and in the moment of the Herman, I loved all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The story itself, pretty lame. It's, it is it is 100% every other story they've ever done. Uh, they did, they did they did steer left to when it's like, well, here's Grandpa whipping up a potion. I'm like, mm, here comes the hijinks. Herman <laughs> can't stop dancing for 48 hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nope. So they didn't, they avoided that uh, trap, which was nice. The thing they didn't do, which I was really hoping they would, because Lily says, boy, the female teachers, I hope they don't fall in love with Herman's gentle charms. And then you, like you said, Terry, you see Miss Valentine. Seems like she's enjoying herself with Herman, right? They're yeah. dancing and having like I really wanted it to be at the end where it's like I'm supposed to rip you off, but I can't yeah. do that, right? You know, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I know you have the you and I have the DVD, so when you go to bring up like the episodes selection, it's a picture of Herman and, and her dancing, and she's got the glasses on. I when Lily says that, I'm like, is this lady gonna be blind? Mm. And so she can't tell, and so she's just like, you know, Herman's charms are all there, and she just can't see that he's this Frankenstein's monster. No, oh, no, that's a, that's a good premise. That's going to come up later, I think. It's yeah. got to. Yep. But, yeah, the mixed message of, like, I'm no good, just do without me, 
and then the weird ending spoiled it for me. Otherwise, it was a it was an okay episode. Mm-hmm. But I do like Herman stuff. The Herman was great. The clock was out of character. Lily was out of character. Uh, Eddie is a math wizard, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, just lots of weird little things. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's just the monsters for you. Lots of weird little things happen. Oh, they kind of just things. do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> so Sometimes with that all said, after we watched uh, episode twenty-two, "Dance with Me, Herman," what broke the babysitter? I think Keith already has his. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, uh, the thing that breaks the babysitter is when Eddie does his quick math, uh, oh. and she and she has to realize that, oh, no, 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 it it's $7.50, not $750. And Eddie's math was right and not off by, you know, four zeros. I think that probably breaks the, the mm-hmm. babysitter. Like, that. That number didn't come out right. Seven hundred fifty dollars per episode or per per lesson. That's that's what he says. Seven fifty, not seven dollars fifty cents. Well, once she realizes that, that that breaks her. Well, seven fifty. Well, if you think about it, right? Seven dollars fifty cents times seven. That's over fifty bucks in uh, a dance lesson in modern money. Yeah, but when when she pulled out her calculator and did it, it was a it was a, a one million one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for these dance lessons over 15 years and um and that's when she then realized that seven dollars and fifty cents probably made a little, little more sense oh sure yeah that's uh, that's definitely what broke the babysitter is mm-hmm. when she oh, realized shit. her when she realized the math was wrong boy i'll tell you what the babysitter didn't break she didn't flinch at 750 dollars an ep- uh, uh a lesson uh that's what good. that's like five grand I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's originally what would have broken her, but then oh. she realized that, oh, no, I I totally took the number wrong. It's the 1960s and not modern times. And yeah, there's, like there's 10, no 10 way dollars. that, yeah, there's no way that you would add up something that would cost that much money. Yeah, there's All no right. way somebody would punch that. So in she's the blown away by Eddie's math skill or her inability to understand that. Her, uh, her mistake of, of thinking that Eddie gave the wrong number. Hmm. Um, and, and, and calculating out multiple times herself and going, no, that's a, he's, it's over a million dollars. What's he talking about? Sure. There's no it's way. It's over $10 yeah, million. Dollars. Yeah. That's one million something. Oh, five grand. Well, I, oh, I guess if you take modern money, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> uh, Next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Oh boy. Um, so I think what would break the babysitter is, you know, so she she's taking some dance lessons in her time too. But uh-huh. there was a horrible accident that happened a while back where, like, I guess maybe she wasn't she didn't, she didn't quite understand it. The paper wasn't clear, but the story was that it, it got like maybe it was torn down and the swamp was there, and <laughs> there's a there's a ravenous alligator like eating things, and so they had to like you know tape it off. Nobody could go to that building anymore. And she's really thinking about that, and then she hears Grandpa mention his master plan, and I think it, something clicks, and she realizes that, uh, hmm, I think maybe the hungry alligator was somebody she's a little familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, and um, she never could look at him the same way again. She used to go to one of those uh, wine and paint places, <laughs> yes. and then they they ripped off Grandpa one time. Yep. <laughs> and then it wasn't there anymore. It was just a swamp. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, well. t- Terry, I gotta say this: uh, the babysitter's world that you keep creating each week is 
I, I love it every time. <laughs> yeah, it is expands beyond the confines yeah. of the uh, episode. <laughs> yes. I, I I loved each time I hear because I'm like I picked something just out of the episode and then Terry comes in with, well you know there's this whole backstory about how she was, you know, her place she oh, used yeah. to like to go to suddenly was a swamp or her and Herman are always hanging out doing ham radio stuff and the, <laughs> all these things I've really noticed over the last few episodes that you do that and, and it's making me laugh a lot that, uh, that like you've created this whole like huge backstory world for a lady who's in one episode so far. Yep, well, that's that's uh, that's my uh, that's what I do, I guess. You know, I'm I'm a world builder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I've I've said that about you several times now. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the IMs to prove it. So, Keith, mm-hmm. you already like that's why I figured you already had yours because you had mentioned earlier that the only person to ever play the harp was mm. the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I thought you were going to make a reference to that. I'm like, well, Keith's already got oh, this yeah. figured out. And then you came up with this the weird math thing. I was like, well, that's well, yeah, because there's no way that the babysitter, what uh, I mean, saw what was going on and said, oh, 750 times <laughs> 1,500 is not the number that Eddie just said. There's no way she did that. There's no way she calculated it out multiple times and and right. and never noticed that it was seven dollars fifty cents. Until you recapped everything, there's no way she did that. Oh yeah, the babysitter would never have done that. Yeah, no, well, not no. usually until she got broken. Yeah, yeah, I thought the heart. No, yeah. I think no. He just revealed to us that he is no. Dad, the babysitter does not. The, the how much is a gallon of milk, Keith? I don't know, fifty bucks. Dollar <laughs> ninety nine. No, I don't know. <laughs> No concept. A dance lesson at seven hundred and fifty dollars a piece, twice a week. For I, 10 I, years. I honestly, I, I honestly thought that. I rewound it multiple times. I'm like, Eddie's math seems off. It's seven hundred fifty dollars an ep- uh, a dance lesson. <laughs> I have no idea what dance lessons cost. I don't know that, that I, but I don't know why. Like even for nineteen sixty four, like seven dollars fifty cents is probably a lot for a dance lesson especially if you spread over 10 years, but I just, the math seemed very, very odd to me. And I, I redid it a couple times. Mm, yeah. I see um, that I, uh, Keith may I, have been broken as well. Yeah, I, I, I almost broke my abacus. That's for sure. I have an embarrassing admission. I have no idea how much a dance lesson costs either, <laughs> but I do know they're not $750 a piece. Yeah. So this, no. is, this is just a lot of confessions. That's and, and no matter yeah. what year it is, I do know they're that. Mm. Um, what broke the babysitter? This conversation. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the cat just fell on the stairs. Um did it land on its feet? No, I don't know. I can't see it. I just heard mm. it. I made I made like a sudden movement and the cat was scared and fell down the stairs. Mm. Hi cat. Um all right. Oh boy. Whew. I don't even remember how we do this. Uh Keith. Sure. What's up? Ah. <laughs> uh, we made it to the end. Why don't yeah. you take this opportunity to tell the people something good? Well, uh, I don't know if it's good, but it might be great. That was great, wasn't it? Uh, season two, season two comes out uh, in the first week of September, and uh, we'll be taking Hammerman. It is you alluded to that earlier. Nope, nope. Uh, is, that will oh. never be done. Uh, we what? are going to watch. Uh, we're going to jump on those, uh, ride those Cobra Kai coattails for a while, uh-huh. and watch. The Karate Kid uh, cartoon. Okay. Nice. Exciting. Exciting. When does that yeah. start? Uh, the first 
uh, Tuesday of September, I do believe. Well, there you go. The day after Labor Day. Uh, a for, uh, not former friend, but a friend of the pop-up film cast, uh, Megan Danger, first guest of the new season. Former friend, now enemy. <laughs> you guys recorded, yep. apparently. So. It's an mm, enemy, of, enemy of the podcasts. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. Terry, how about yourself? Oh, I've got another show I do, Run the Reel. You can check it out if you want. It's a movie podcast. We do, like, categories. <laughs> oh, you're always so... You can check it out if you want. <laughs> so, like, nonchalant. I don't care. Yeah. It's up to you. Do whatever you want. That, that's, the, that's, my, that's my marketing technique. you got to play it cool. you got to be like, oh, yeah. yeah. If you want. It's not really a big yeah. deal. We just cover different categories. Right now, I think we might be actually on a slight break. As we mentioned, I was off on adventures for the last couple weeks or so. So... Yeah, there's probably going to be a little bit of a hiatus going on, but you can still listen to the last few episodes or whatever episode you want. Yeah, because we do movies. If you've seen the movie, you should listen to the episode and tell us what you think. Nice. It's called Run the Reel. I don't know if I even actually said that or not, but nope. yeah, that's what it's you called. sure didn't. It's definitely not Run the Reels. It's <laughs> not Run, run the, the Reels. Reels. Yeah. No, 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 no fool would do that. That, no. yeah. If I heard Never that know. name, that might break me. Yeah. Yes. No. I'm already broken this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's left me in shambles. Um, as for me, I've got something. It is the uh, Monster Hunters Patreon. Uh, make sure you go to patreon.com slash monsterhunters or go to monsterhunters.com and click the Patreon button or, you know, whatever. Just search yeah. Monster Hunters Patreon and Google and it'll probably come up. Anyway, we're doing a thing. We're giving you a couple free. I mean, Keith alluded to it earlier, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For a, a, a small, you know, small, like for the cost of. Less than a cost of cup, a cup of, less than a cost of a cup of coffee a day. Way less, mm. mm-hmm. way less, because coffee is like five, six dollars, depending on what you get. For the cost of a less than a da- dance lesson is how much. Less definitely less than a dance lesson. You get ten years of this Patreon oh, for yeah. less than one of Keith's dance lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, easily. I mean, yeah. So. Uh, like a, a year it'd be 60 bucks 10 years would be 600 and keith thought a dance lesson was 750 bucks <laughs> so <laughs> anywho uh yeah so five bucks a month gets you a couple extra bonus stuff some uh anything that we come with that's fun we are going to just be experimenting and being goofy and doing monster related things mm-hmm. we've talked about the uh, unaired pilot we've done uh, we've traversed the monsterverse of madness Yes. And then who knows what else is in the future? Probably some skooma stuff. Yeah. Maybe some <laughs> tabletop role-playing <laughs> games. Who knows what's going to happen? It's just going to be uh, a world of fun. And when we find stuff that works, we're just going to run with it. And That's true. It's just going to be fun. Yeah. Let us um, know if you got ideas. Yeah. If you got anything yeah. you want us to do or talk about, hit us up. We'd love yeah. to hear suggestions as well. Monsterhunters yeah. at Gmail, at Monsterhunters on all the socials. Make sure you follow us, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. I don't like to make those pleas, but I'm here. If you made it this far, you can listen to it. I, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm shameless. Please subscribe. I know you are shameless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I guess that wraps it up. So until next time, we're going to have to do what we always do. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with fair up I've never been with anything less than a man So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up
are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.